the volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. What is going on? Three and out podcast. Monday night. I, I just, I feel like this is a Sunday. I've been watching football for the last six hours. Little Browns Raiders. Then a little Minnesota Chicago. I'll be honest. If I hadn't watched those games, my life might be better off. Was not great football for uh, for six hours. But I do this for you. I do this for myself. <laughs> what else was I going to do? Uh, we'll dive into those games. Some thoughts on uh, obviously everything that's going on with the Ravens and the controversy there. Watch that game. Aaron Rodgers should win the MVP. Will the media vote for him? I don't know. Uh, I would. Uh, Dan Campbell, the Lions refuse to give up. Uh, they don't care about the number one pick, just playing their ass off, beat Clint Kingsbury. Some some things I read about Urban Meyer that I want to talk about. Um, also, some breaking news today. Talked about Chris Godwin, Torres ACL, Daniel Jones out for the season. Um, and then, of course, the Middlecoff mailbag at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. I'll use a couple today. I'm going to use a bunch for uh, for the podcast at the end of the week. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, and yeah, I guess it's right around the corner. I guess I'll talk to you about Christmas Eve. But uh, big week. You know, <laughs> big week. I, we got more football. I'm recording this Monday night. We got two football games tomorrow. We got the Eagles, the, the football team. We have Seattle, the Rams. Just Just bizarre times. And I, I'm gonna start there. Let's face it. I, I I'm not taking anything away from a win or a loss, but once you start taking 10, 20 players, coaches away, it's pretty outrageous. Like, listen, the, the Browns, if you watch them all year, they've been off. Baker's been a shell of himself from last year. They, to me, they haven't looked like a playoff team in weeks. W- would they have won or lost this game if they had Baker Mayfield and Stefanski? Maybe, maybe not. But when your starting quarterback is at home, asymptomatic, healthy, tweeting about the game, who could play, but he can't pat, get two negative tests in 24 hours. I can't even keep up with the rules. Like, this is what we're talking about right now. Their, their quarterback was on his couch tweeting while their head coach was in the basement against a team who whose coach got fired because of an investigation For another team, obviously multiple players, one got in major trouble. Another was showing a bunch of machine guns. It's just, that game, the Browns Raiders, just a batshit crazy game. When you just factor in everything. It really is. 
You know, I say it all the time about Derek. And I, I know some people that have been with the Raiders for a long time. They have seen some crazy things over the years. Same with the Browns. But the stuff with the Browns, especially this year, like with the COVID stuff, like I, I don't know what, you know, Stefanski's back-to-back years, the Browns have had a game without their head coach who's been at home in the basement. It also shows you, like, that game, obviously the Browns are not making the playoffs. Hell, the Ravens might not make the playoffs, and they're 8-6. and six. But the Browns put themselves in this position. They really did. Losing games earlier in the season, not playing well, Baker didn't play well. When you draft a guy number one overall, the expectation is for them to be a star and carry you. Third year into the season, Baker just had a bad season. You know, their team was just off. You know, Miles Garrett was fantastic all season. But other than that, I would say the Browns were a team that I know me personally thought that they were a lock playoff team to start the season. You just looked at their roster. You're like, where are their weaknesses? They have their offensive lines fantastic. Obviously, Baker was coming off a good year. They have the best running back tandem in the league. They had a bunch of wide receivers. Their tight end's good. They have pass rushers. They draft a sweet uh, linebacker that can run. They sign a defensive back from the Rams. They have corners. It's like, how is this team not going to win 11, 12 games? It, it, I say this all the time about the Ravens and the Steelers. Like, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. They never embarrass each other. There is a culture there of winning. There is a culture there of figuring it out that clearly the Browns just don't have yet. Now, this individual game, you know, they, they lost to, I mean, Derek tried to give them the game away. He threw the pick to Zay Jones toward the end of the game. Then they go three and out and they punt it right back. The Raiders get in a field goal range with no timeouts. They have a they have a kicker that they just paid. He actually banks two through because they call a timeout to try to ice him. It didn't matter. But I don't know, man. It was a, it was, you know, a lot of people on social media were complaining like this game sucks. It's like, guys, it's three o'clock Pacific standard time on Monday. We we would normally not have football. I'm not going to complain. Is this the best thing I've ever watched? No. (laughs) Like, but did I kind of, you know, just enjoy it because it's the NFL? Yes. I I am not going to feel guilty for enjoying this terrible game of Nick Mullins, who was trying to get his second win against the Raiders in like a four-year span, uh, but he couldn't pull it off. I thought he had a walk-off touchdown, but Derek found a way to get him in field goal range. And now the Raiders, in a weird way, are not totally dead. They play the Denver Broncos, they play the Colts in Indy, and then they play the Chargers. Now, the Raiders, to me, just aren't good enough to go on a run because their number one wide receiver is Hunter Renfro. And I am probably beside the Renfros, John Gruden and Derek Carr, Renfro's biggest fan. But if he's your number one receiver, and it's not his fault, their number one wide receiver is in jail. And really, their best wide receiver is injured in Darren Waller, who's their tight end. Like, it's just hard to overcome that. And the reason they did today is because they were playing Nick Mullins. Now, they they fought. Uh, they obviously got screwed in the sense that they were ready to play the game on Sunday. They got the game pushed back, but they, they found a way to win the game. Uh, so I, 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 you don't apologize for winning, regardless how weird the circumstances are. And let's be real, the circumstances are very weird. The night game, uh, which just happened. I've known Matt Nagy for a long time. You know, it felt like he was on edge tonight. Uh, I, I've never seen him that kind of on edge, being that mad at the referees. It was almost like, did someone tell him this was his last game? I don't think it's inconceivable that we wake up and, you know, he's got fired. Uh, it's clearly a disaster in Chicago. Uh, it's just off. They, they, they look terrible. I mean, hell, Minnesota looks terrible. It's not like Minnesota looked good. What Cousins throw for? 85 yards? <laughs> you know? In fairness, the Bears have kind of owned Cousins over the years. That was a tough watch. It, it, it really was. I mean, the Bears, from muffin punts to screwing up fourth downs to inability to get it in the end zone. Uh, I, I understand if I was a diehard Bears fan and I didn't have a personal relationship with the guy running the team, I, I, I'd be asking what the hell is going on. Uh, clearly the Bears job, like and I was talking to someone in the league and I'm a Fields fan, but one thing Justin Fields isn't that great at in the pocket as a, as a pocket thrower, he actually throws a great ball. He threw a touchdown that the guy didn't drag his foot. So he's out of bounds. He can throw great balls from in the pocket because he has a very strong arm. But when he's on the move to his right or the left, like that's where Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, historically, they can scramble eyes down the field and make plays. Fields needs to improve in that area because he definitely has the ability, right? His athleticism, 
He's got good touch. Like he's not just a fastball thrower, but it does feel when he's rolling left or the right, he can be kind of hit or miss. Now it might just be as simple as the team sucks. And sometimes like with him, with Trevor Lawrence, how do I judge this? Trevor Lawrence came from Clemson where he had the same coaching staff literally all three years. He had NFL players everywhere. They were kicking everyone's ass. Fields, who had to transfer from Georgia, goes to Ohio State for two years and is awesome and has the stability in the organization. Then he goes to the Bears. All he reads about every day is his coach is going to get fired. The GM is going to get fired. Everyone's going to get fired. It's hard to operate under that kind of umbrella. I, I'm i not saying I'm giving a full pass to, to Lawrence and Fields, but they, it's a lot. Can you imagine if you're a guy, hell, if you're a girl, listen to this. You guys are just more mature than us. If you put me at 21, 22 and gave me $20 million and said, you have to lead the franchise while there's just turmoil going on everywhere, that would be very, very challenging. The overwhelming percentage of human beings, even the highest level human beings, could not handle that. I I give these kids a lot of credit for just keeping their head on straight and uh, and getting to work every day. The, The turmoil that's going around around Justin Fields, like... I, you know, he clearly has a lot of talent, but that, that team sucks. Uh, they, they just, they, they look like they're just bad. I mean, I, 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 it's not like I'm breaking news here, but I watched the Vikings. I, it's not like I think they're that good either, but that, that was just uh, six hours of ugly football. We made it through. We have two more games, which I think could potentially be a little bit better. Uh, Eagles football team, big game for the Eagles. I mean, if the Eagles win this game, they're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're right there with the Saints. I would feel better about the Eagles situation at quarterback. They kind of have two. They got one guy that can run. They got another that guy that can throw. They have good offensive weapons. They have a good defensive line. I think I like them more than the football team moving forward. So if they win this game and they're 7-7, seven and seven, I think they still play Dallas. I have to look at their schedule. I know they play football team again. They might play the Giants again. It's not inconceivable they get to 9-8. and eight. And they could, you know, compete for that seven spot. Obviously, a football team wins it. They would be seven and seven as well. I just don't like them as much um, as the Eagles. But that's why you play the game, even if it's Tuesday afternoon. And the other game is the Rams-Seattle. I've been saying it for a while. If Seattle wins this game tomorrow, they're going to go eight and eight. They have the Lions and the Bears. Maybe it's the Bears and the Lions, whatever. But those are their next two games. Bears-Lions. Like, they win those two games. They're going to be eight and eight then all of a sudden they're going to be a sleeper. Could they be the seventh seed? And if they lose and the Rams win, we're going to start talking, could the Rams win the NFC West? Because the Cardinals, get ready for them to come back to earth. Talk about later in this podcast, I think their their next two games are Indy and then Dallas. That could be four straight losses for the Cards. The Rams win, especially if they look good. All of a sudden you talk about a team that the Rams and Niners would be hot and the Cardinals would be leaking oil fast. Let's face it, the Cardinals look terrible. They, they, they really do. And this is a huge game for the NFC West. Uh, I, I would pick the Rams. They're, you know, FanDuel, if you go, promo code Colin. They're, I think, a seven-point favorite last time I looked, which has gone up because when I looked earlier in the week, maybe it has to do with COVID cases, but it was uh, it was like five. So it's gone up a couple points. I don't know, man. These NFC, I, I'll take any time that NFC West team plays, I'll take the team plus seven. Pete, it's not like Pete and Russell Wilson are intimidated by Sean McVay and Aaron Donald. I'll promise you that. But like, you know, they were three and eight for a reason. Now, part of it was Russell's mallet finger, but another exciting day of football coming up. The holidays are here. And my friends at FanDuel Sportsbook has a gift for all the new customers. No, not a new pair of slippers. We're talking about 30 to one odds on any Christmas Day NBA or NFL game. Just sign up for the sportsbook and bet on any team to win the seven marquee matchups taking place on Christmas. If your bets win, you'll be paid 30 times your wager. That's right. You can turn $5 into 150 bucks. Well, the NBA has got a lot of stuff going on, so I'm going to go with the National Football League. And you know I'm going to go with the Colts against the Cardinals. I am going to hammer the Colts right now, plus one. I am also going to take the over of 49 and a half. So I'm going to parlay the Colts plus one with the over of 49 and a half. That is my same game parlay. It's simple and easy. Use the app with great new offers every day, safe and secure, with best in-class customer service, 
And when you win, FanDuel will pay you your winnings as little as two hours. How do you beat that? Don't miss your chance to win $150 on a $5 bet. Sign up with the promo code Colin to place your first FanDuel sports wager on any NBA or NFL Christmas Day game for exclusive 30 to 1 odds. Our gift to all new customers. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook today with promo code Colin. 21 and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for con- confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. 
Exclusions apply. Okay, I'm recording this Monday before a doubleheader, and then we have a doubleheader on Tuesday. But I wanted to start with some breaking news today. I thought two things really jumped out. First and foremost, from the game last night, we talked about it on Monday's podcast, is that Godwin is a huge part of what the Tampa Bay Bucks, the defending champions, and the greatest quarterback ever do. I, I, I didn't even realize how productive he had been in 2021. I look back at his run in the playoffs last year. He had 16 catches. They obviously played four games. Wasn't too crazy. Only had a touchdown. We, we knew he was a really good player. This year, 98 catches. So even in if they were playing a normal season, not the extra game, he'd be on pace for like 115 catches. I, I, I get it's a passing league. I get the rules of change. But I don't give a shit. I mean, that's this guy's a big-time player. That is a... Tearing your ACL, you know, obviously is not the end of the world. He'll be back. He's going to be a free agent. He'll get paid. He'll be fine. He's too talented. But this is a devastating, devastating blow for Tampa Bay and their playoff chances. Now, I'm not saying that they have no chance to win the NFC, but he, he 98 catches through whatever, 15 games, 16, 17... I guess 14 games. Like this guy is a really important piece to Tom Brady. He's big. They can throw it to him on quick screens. He's super athletic. He's quick. He can break tackles. He had five touchdowns. I mean, this guy's a very, very productive player for their offense. Uh, just sucks. I mean, there's there's just no way around it. Uh, there, there's no making up for that. There's no f- next man up. I love that. Next man up. Well, n- there's no next man up when I lose a pro bowler. There's another player who's not a Pro Bowl player who might be able to give me 60% of that guy, but you're just putting another player in because you have to. It's not next man up. It's the most overrated thing that's ever said. You know, the the, the amount of times that next man up turns into like Kurt Warner uh, is slim to none. So this when you lose a player of this of Godwin status, it is a uh, it hurts. No, no way around it. And the other news today was Daniel Jones, who hasn't played now for a while. He's been injured. They're they're scrapping him for the season. And I looked up. This is his third year. He was obviously drafted sixth overall. They have a decision this offseason to pick up a fifth-year option. I'll break the news right now. They will not pick up his fifth-year option. But I just went back. I didn't even look at his rookie season. I'm like, you know what? I'll give him a pass his rookie year. Had a coach that's no longer with him. Just I'm giving him a pass that season. Just his last two years. He has thrown or ran in two seasons for 24 touchdowns. He has thrown 17 interceptions and fumbled the ball that they've lost nine times. So his touchdown ratio of either throwing or himself running does not even equal the amount of times that him personally turns the ball over. This guy is a turnover machine. He actually has six fumbles lost in 2020. He had cut it down this year to only three, but he's missed a bunch of games. Like I, This guy is just a backup quarterback. That's probably what he's destined to be. Now, we could argue that the organization, which is a pretty big laughing stock, right, giving out the sodas. I don't know if you saw that you know, uh, story that went viral, but who, I don't even care about that. It's just you watch the product on the field. They're, they're a joke. They, they really are. Gettleman, who's surely going to get fired, but they're just going to keep Joe Judge because they believe he's the next Bill Belichick. Like Part of being the next Bill Belichick is he had been the defensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, a.k.a. calling the plays for Bill Parcells in one of the best teams of a generation. Joe Judge was like a special teams coach on the Patriot team that, let's face it, was led by offense. And Tom Brady and Gronk and Edelman and Josh McDaniels. And even defensively, like we saw Matt Patricia had no chance. And Brian Flores, pretty good defensive coordinator, doing a good job in Miami. Like, I, I just don't know if Joe Judge is a head coach. Not at least not right now. Maybe he would have been in five, ten years, but feels a little bit over his head. Also feels like he's not going to go anywhere. So Daniel Jones is obviously a major Giants problem. I mean, anytime you draft a quarterback number six overall, and three years into his season, he's fumbling it and throwing more picks than he is accounting for touchdowns. You have a problem on your hands. 
We allow you a bad season. Hell, a couple bad seasons. Peyton Manning, remember, he threw all those interceptions as a rookie. By his third season, the guy was kicking ass and taking names. You know, so I, I would say Daniel Jones has just been a royal disaster for the Giants. Let's get into the main topic that has been, I've seen everywhere on Monday, went back and watched the game today. Ravens hosting the Packers. Really good football game. Very, very entertaining. And listen, I, I don't pretend to be the greatest scout ever. Now, granted, I'm just a couch scout now. Now, I probably have a better feel than most people sitting on their couch. But I watch a lot of Pac-12 football. And not in a million years, and I said this yesterday, Tyler Huntley, like you watch that game. If I just took, the, you know, I gave you the ability to watch one Lamar Jackson game and you just got a feel for what Lamar Jackson looked like. And then I just allowed you to watch Tyler Huntley against the Packers. You'd be like, damn, Tyler Huntley is pretty good. They look very similar. Like Tyler Huntley was accurate. His running ability was fantastic. He he played, he was good. Now, part of it is they, I, I don't know if Joe Barry realizes that Mark Andrews is a pretty good player. You, you might want to uh, maybe have some help with Savage to cover that guy because he's killing you, bro. But football sometimes can, uh, the, these coordinators that make $2 million can overthink. It's like, bro, just put a couple guys on him. Find a way to bracket him. Do something because what you're doing is not working. But they got lucky. And I've been saying for a while, the academic elites who are the people pushing analytics love talking down to all of us. Uh, There are some uh, parallels to that in some other areas of society right now. I think you can figure that out. But I've said forever, everyone wants their team to go for it. Late in the game, when it's time to win the game. No one pushes back on that. Except, quote unquote, old dinosaurs. Everyone's in agreement there. Like a couple people with two followers on Twitter do not count. Everyone typically pounds the table in the second half of games to be aggressive, to try to win the game. But rewatching that game, we're actually watching it for the first time. He went for it on the first series of the game at like it was fourth and goal on like the four or five yard line and they didn't get it. And then they ended up stopping the Packers and they ended up going up seven to nothing. Well, instead of being up 7-0, they would have been up 10 to nothing. They have the best field goal kicker maybe ever. Why do we look at the end of the game and early in the game as the same thing? Why can't we put anything into context? Because late in the game, when you're being aggressive, when you're going for it, you know, well, Rodgers is hot. Like, Michael Jordan doesn't score 50 points every game. Tiger Woods didn't shoot 63 every round of golf. You don't know how Aaron Rodgers is going to play on the first series of the game. Maybe your defense is playing well. Maybe you're shutting them out. But if they would have kicked the field goal on the first series of the game, because what's the worst that could happen? The Packers go down and score. You're down four fucking points. But they went for it and they didn't get anything. And then all of a sudden they're up seven, nothing. Then they found themselves up 14 to seven, which would have been 17 to seven. Guess what? There's a big deal being up one score and two scores. Like, I, I just can't get behind, we can't kick a field goal occasionally early in games. I am all for late in the game when you know, hey, we got a backup corner in. Hey, we're playing the Browns. Miles Garrett's out. Run it at his side. You have a lot more information. Early in the game, you don't know shit beside the team that you have prepared for. The guy might have, Tom Brady has off games. Aaron Rodgers has off games. Like, you don't know he's going to be flawless. Maybe they're going to struggle today. Maybe they're going to be awesome. Let the game play out a little bit. It's the first series of the game with your backup quarterback. Get some points on the board. I I am naturally, the way I live my life, I would say I'm very, very aggressive. Pedal to the metal. (laughs) I've been like that for a long period of time. I always lean aggressive. aggressive. So I am pro pushing the envelope in any walk of life. Whether that's a fourth down, whether that's investing, whether that's... Should you upgrade a home? Whatever it is, whatever it is, I will always lean on the side of the ledger, be aggressive. But I I, I don't think we can just independently, with no context, always go for it first series of the game. I saw Matt Ryan and the Falcons do it against the 49ers. They get gifted. They, they, They lose the toss. The Niners get the ball. On the first kickoff, the literally the first play of the game, the dude fumbles it. They basically land in the red zone with a fumble. They end up at basically close to the goal line on fourth down. It was a free series for them. They were not getting the ball. Three points is just a free three points. They go for it. Of course, they get shut out. They do not score a, t- they do not score a touchdown. They have zero points. 
So I, I just don't understand that logic. And ultimately, you can say, it, Brandon Staley said this, Harbaugh said this, we're doing the right thing. You lost the game. You lost the game. And Harbaugh now, with this game coming up against the Bengals, if they lose that game, they're not going to make the playoffs. So everyone on social media, every media guy that went to a higher education of Northwestern or Syracuse is going to applaud you. You're going to be sitting at home come after January 9th or whatever the last week of the season is. You will not be in the playoffs because you've screwed a couple games up. And you can justify it and your owner can be happy, but the playoffs are going to start and there's a chance that Brandon Staley and Harbaugh are not there. If they had won some of these games where they just would have been earlier in the game, I'm not talking late in the game, I'm talking earlier in the game, a little quote-unquote more conservative with chip shot field goals, especially the Ravens, whose best player beside Lamar Jackson is the kicker, uh, You know, maybe they wouldn't have this problem. But again, I think sometimes we lose sight of the entire point why you play an NFL game, why you play a high school game, why you play a college game is to win. Is ultimate whether you win two to nothing or whether you win 50 to 49. It, it, as long as you win, that is the goal of the game. And we, I think we get so caught up in the minutia in between the game. Obviously, the production and the players, all that stuff matters. But I think sometimes the coaching decisions, like, did you win or lose? Well, the process, the process. Okay, the process, you missed the playoffs. They made it. Isn't, isn't that the point? And I think sometimes we lose sight of this in this whole argument. Start, start kicking some field goals in the first quarter. It's not going to kill you. Especially because you don't know how many points the other team's going to score. In the third quarter, when the other team's scoring on every drive, yeah, then go for it. Then it makes some sense. But when it's 0-0, zero, zero, it's not going to kill you to kick a field goal. Um, the other thing is Aaron Rodgers. I, I, after Tom Brady's performance last night, Kyler's fallen apart. Lamar Jackson's been nowhere to be seen because of the injury. I don't see how Aaron Rodgers doesn't win the award. Now, I do think there's a fair question. We've seen this forever in baseball. Now, obviously, what's going on with the vaccines is different than steroids. But the media can get on their high horse and stuff. And I don't know if it's a lock because to me, I don't even think it's a question. He is the best player in football. Now, Rodgers did not lie to his team. His team knew. He did not lie to the league. The league knew. The only people that didn't know were the media. And the media obviously gets very, very angry when they find out that they don't know something. So I don't know if it's a lock that there's going to be just universal. Like last year, it was it was clear Aaron Rodgers was going to be the MVP. To me, with every game that plays out, he's sure the MVP in my eyes. He, to me, is the best player in the National Football League. Is the media going to go vote for him? I don't have a vote. You know, I, I would die to have some of these votes. I mean, I spend my entire fall watching freaking every game, sitting on my couch doing this for a living. And I got no emotion or no agenda. I would just vote for the best player. We know that's not the case. So it's going to be very, very fascinating. I just don't know who the other options are. I guess you could vote for Jonathan Taylor. And listen, I think Jonathan Taylor is a stud, but I I, I could not vote for Jonathan Taylor over Aaron Rodgers. I I couldn't do it. And obviously the way the NFL works, you only get one. You know, it's like the Stucky about the Heisman. You can vote for like five guys, right? First place votes, second place votes, third place votes. Remember the story that went, you know, I think it was last year when Russell Wilson, that first half of 2020, was on pace for like 70 touchdowns. He ended up slowing down. But it was like he's never re- received an MVP vote. It's because you only vote for one player. And to me, I don't, I don't know at this point in time, recording this December 20th, how you couldn't vote for Aaron Rodgers. But I'm not very confident that's the way it's going to play out. I, I'm just not because we've seen, you know, the media can get on their high horse. They, j- they just can on this stuff. Because again, the team, the league was not lied to. They felt they were lied to. Now we, we can uh, argue the semantics of what he said. I didn't even, I didn't even realize when he said, it. I don't even care, but they do. And I think his, his MVP candidacy, which would be his fourth and would put him in very, very rare air. And he'd have back-to-back MVPs for the first time in his career. And they, it looks like they're going to be the number one seed. Like it's a pretty defining moment in a career that honestly looks like it's kind of hitting its stride again. It's like getting a second wind. You know, he went through that stretch from like ten to fourteen, fifteen. Now he's going through this stretch the last couple of years. If he stays in Green Bay, which I don't know why he would leave, he could go on just another tear. Remember, Brady had like three separate careers, right? He had early on in New England, then he had the Randy Moss in New England, and then he kind of had the second iteration of Josh McDaniels in New England, and now he's even having a fourth with uh, with Tampa Bay. 
right? And I think Aaron Rodgers, you know, potentially could have two or three more iterations of a career that like could be a Hall of Fame career in its own. And that's kind of what he feels like he's in the midst of right now. Again, to me, no brainer. He'd be my vote. Uh, We talked a little bit about the Lions and Dan Campbell and those guys winning. One thing that they got lucky that is going on right now is that there is no Trevor Lawrence. And even though Trevor Lawrence looks pretty terrible, but an Andrew Luck, you know, even a Cam Newton, just a big time prospect in this draft. Otherwise, it would be pointless. I am anti-tanking and really tanking doesn't work in the NFL because coaches and players just will never actively try to lose games. It's never happened in the league. It, It just never has. I guess you could argue it kind of did when they pulled Jalen Hurts out of the game and put, uh, what's his name in? I, I can't even remember the dude's name. He's on the 49ers. Nate Sudfeld. Remember, the Giants freaked out. But like they were so terrible. They weren't even drafting one. Who even cared? It, it Ultimately, it did not matter. The only people that got mad were like the, you know, six and ten Giants. But ultimately, we've seen year in, year out, these teams with like one win in December Sometimes get a couple wins and you're like, what are you doing? It's because the coaches and players, especially the players in a non-guaranteed contract sport are always fighting for their professional lives. And they're told in their kind of circle of football with their coaches is the eye in the sky doesn't lie. And that is your resume. Most of us, right? We're on LinkedIn. We got all the former jobs we've ever had. In our, in our resume, in football, it's the tape. <laughs> That's how you're being evaluated by all other 31 teams, all their scouting departments, their general managers, and ultimately once free agency and cuts happen, the, you know, the coaching staffs. So you keep trying. You watch the Lions, they're trying their ass off. But I do think it's easier to justify because if there was a top flight quarterback, I would call them pretty big idiots. They, they've gone this whole season losing all these games, and now they just found themselves out of the number one overall you know, pick, which the Jags have, which you would think, unless they have some crazy coach that doesn't want to coach Trevor Lawrence, if they get the number one overall pick, you know, if there was a quarterback in the draft, they would trade it. You know, what would, if there was like an Andrew Luck in this draft, and let's say the Jags were going to keep Trevor Lawrence and trade the pick, you don't think Howie Roseman would trade all three of his first round picks for that number one overall pick? Or the New York Giants wouldn't trade pick five and six for that? Of course they would. But I think that's not the case this year. Like, who are the top picks? Aiden Hutchinson looks like a really, really good player. Big-time prospect. Kayvon Thibodeau also looks like an excellent prospect. I don't know if I'd put either one of those guys, Miles Garrett. Hell, even what I'm seeing out of, like, Nick Bosa. And I was someone, I wasn't anti-Nick Bosa, but I never thought he was going to be this. The likelihood that either one of those guys are going to be Miles Garrett, are going to be Nick Bosa, what Khalil Mack was when he was on the Raiders, probably slim to nut. It's just, it's probably just not going to happen. Maybe one of the two of them are, but it's, it's a draft that's pretty, I think, questionable up top. Uh, And I I talked to a lot of my buddies in the scouting world. They think the draft is probably better, like pick 10 to 40 than it is one to 10. Not that there aren't good players that are going to go in the top 10. It just doesn't feel as maybe the star power just isn't there. And so for the Lions, I give Dan Campbell credit. You keep winning. You keep developing a culture. Whether you get Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson, I'd rather have Hutchinson than Thibodeau, but I don't think it's that big a deal. You know, and, and who knows? I mean, the Jags probably aren't going to win another game. What a disaster that franchise is. I mean, that franchise knows how to lose more than any other franchise in the league. I mean, they have the market cornered on just losing 11, 12, 13 games a year. No one knows it better than the Jacks. It doesn't matter who their coach is. It doesn't matter who their players are. As long as Shad Khan and the Khan family owns that team, they just they just lose. I mean, I, I've even given them credit. Let's talk a little bit about Urban Meyer, who they're going to fire for cause. And we'll see. Obviously, if, if I was in their shoes, I would fire him for cause too. Because let's just say, you know, he has $60 million left on his contract. Well, if I'm Shad Khan, it, the worst case scenario, I pay him $60 million. But what if I can find some settlement where I only pay him twenty five? Would you rather pay someone $25 million or $60 million? That's the way big business works. I, whether they win or lose, time will tell. We'll see. But it's worth going to court, arbitration, wherever you go to, you know, to litigate this stuff. He 100% made the right move. And I actually think there is enough information right, and, and evidence over the year where the Jags might have a decent case. Some of the stories about the coaches, some of the, obviously the story of them staying back, 
the story of him kicking Josh Lambeau, there, there's actually a decent chance that Shad Khan doesn't have to pay him a penny. And listen, I know Urban said that he's still in the in the interview he did with Rap Sheet. I also don't understand why Urban talked. What was the point of talking? Why do you need to talk? Just fucking stay quiet for a week or two. Just take a deep breath. I, I know emotions are high. Why do you have to say anything? I tried to read that Rap Sheet article. I'm like, this is so dumb. Why is he talking? Is he just such a big egomaniac? He can't just, you got fired. You're, you're just, you're thoroughly embarrassed. What is some quotes on an NFL.com article going to do for you? Did someone give him that advice to say, I, I, I don't get that. If you want to talk in a month or two, like just let everything die down. Let, let everything just, just simmer a minute. But he just had to get it some quotes. I just don't understand what the point of it was. He said nothing. It's not like he took responsibility and said, you know, he just kept saying, I'm sorry for the city of Jacksonville. What does that even mean? It's, it's such a fake, phony statement. He is such a phony, such a fraud. And one thing I was reading today is it going back to the preseason that he lit into his coaches after a preseason game. And I was just thinking, and I've said this forever, while college football and the NFL are both football, and if you went to Ohio State practice and you went to a New England Patriot practice or a LA Ram or 49er practice, it might not look that different. They stretch, they warm up, they go to individuals, they then go to groups, then they may break into special teams, then they go to team. Like the, the setup of practice mostly is the same, right? The football would look very similar, whether they're in pads or shorts and a t-shirt, right? But the, the mindset, getting mad over a preseason game, that, that'd be like if you're a salesman, you getting super mad over someone telling you no. You're hearing no all the time. You're numb to it. It's part of the business. That's what you get used to. What do you mean? You get mad over a preseason game? Do you not understand what you're getting involved in? And he kept saying, like, I have to learn how to lose. Like, you think how spoiled the guy was at Florida and Ohio State. How Belichick lost nine games last year. Greatest coach in the history of the NFL. Lost nine games in 2020. Hell, this year he's lost five. And he's having a good season. Like, these guys were numb to that. The industries are so different. And this guy was just clearly a phony, bully, egomaniac who can really recruit, really can. He was good at Ohio State, excellent at Florida. It's a point of difference, you know, for him. But in in the pros, this guy was getting mad after a preseason loss. Like, I would have been out on him then. <laughs> you know, and listen, Shad Khan took a huge swing. I do not blame him for hiring Urban Meyer. Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't have, but I do get from where he was sitting. His franchise, laughing stock, everyone's making fun of him. He has the opportunity to hire Urban Meyer. Maybe Urban's the next Harbaugh. Hell, in, in, in Shad's mind, he was watching Urban play Harbaugh and he was kicking his ass. So why couldn't he come? Well, Jim Harbaugh, I don't know, had spent 15 years in the NFL as a player. Then he coached in the NFL for Al Davis and the Raiders for a couple of years. That's how he got his coaching start. He understood what a pro locker room and a pro mindset was. Urban had no clue. He just kept screaming at his coaches. Like, hey, bro, you hired these guys. Like, th th these are your employees. And I'm not going to go to some deep, like, leadership one-on-one. Obviously, Urban has led more people than most people, myself included, listening to this podcast, right? He has led different organizations, but in a, basically a completely different industry. And his style did not translate. And not everything translates. Like, if you took Belichick, who's a fantastic leader, who's excellent in the football realm, and you went and put him in corporate America, like insurance, maybe he wouldn't be good at it. Because the way he communicates in football might not be allowed in certain sectors. You just put him in, like, San Francisco, might make some people uncomfortable. Or Los Angeles, or New York. It wouldn't work. But in the football world, the way Belichick, the way Saban talk, it works. Right? In there, in college, or in the pros. And it just feels like Urban didn't understand how to communicate at the NFL level and didn't understand how to get through to people because their team sucks. And like they, they were winning and losing, not necessarily because of him, right? They, they would have sucked. They would have been better, I guess, if like Bill Belichick or Andy Reid was their coach, but they're not any good. Like they, they don't have that much talent. I think it's more that just this guy didn't understand. It was like you had a guy who's like a fish out of water where it's, I, I thought we hired this, this leadership you know, 101 ass kicker. And he it turned out he was just kind of like a raging dick that didn't understand people. 
Because when you hear Saban talk about his players, remember when he went on the rant like a month ago before they were going to play Auburn in Georgia, going to bat for his players, calling all the fans crazy? He was playing psychological games. Belichick does it all the time. How Belichick, after getting his ass kicked, ass kicked would be strong, but I, I thought they got outplayed against the Colts. He was, you know, <laughs> Dick would be strong. He had a mask on so you could barely hear him. But he was he gave basically no answers in the press conference. He came back 24 hours later and apologized. You know? I mean, now he's 70. Maybe he's getting a little more mature. I don't know. But, like, he kind of understands the game. Belichick can play the game. Urban refused to play the game. And part of what I said, politics in the NFL is like dealing with players. You can't just scream at everyone on your team. Some of them make $12 million. And they don't respond to that. So you got to treat them a little bit differently. And, and Urban could never figure that out. And still, still kind of crazy, you know, I guess less than a week later. But the Texans, that, that FanDuel, man, felt like the lock of the week. Uh, Texans, somehow... Why would the tech? Why would the Jaguars players care that Urban Meyer he was fired for cause? Like everyone hated him, so they were just going to be more inspired that he wasn't there. Urban Meyer wasn't calling plays; he was just kind of standing there. You know, it'd be one thing if like we get. Sometimes you see that with a coordinator. It's like you fire the head coach who was also the offensive coordinator. It's like you get a you get some new blood, you get some new ideas. No new ideas. He wasn't coaching the team. He was just standing there screaming at people which was obviously not very effective. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long long way away with over 122 million parts 
you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's go a little Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire up in those DMs. Um, and then we will uh, read your question here. I'm going to fire through a few. And then I'll answer a bunch more for Friday's pod. Seahawks fan, and it's been a frustrating season to say the least. One source of frustration is the media's love affair with DK Metcalf. From what we can see, he's a very large, fast man with zero route running skills and average hands. Almost every game or pregame, talking heads constantly talk about how Russell needs to get the ball to DK. Meanwhile, Lockett is breaking all kinds of records and making all these silly catches left and right. Lockett's sweet. As someone who's had a front row seat watching uh, Tyler Lockett's career, bad ass. Uh, I feel Seattle should have to take advantage of the current DK trade capital and get some picks or one more better lineman. Here's the problem. It's it's hard on a rookie contract to move off a guy like DK. He's so skilled. What would truly be the market? Because to him, his value is still pretty high to you. Uh, you know, t- so many wide receivers every year in the NFL. Is someone going to trade for him? People would like, why are you getting rid of him? I'm with you. He feels like this year he's been a little underwhelming. Feels like, you know, I don't have hair, so I hate judging people with hair. But like, why has he got to color his hair a different color every game? He's got a little kind of me thing going on. We're tired. I mean, in in a weird way, Russell does too, but it's like kind of team oriented. Tyler Lockett, I don't even think I've ever heard the guy talk. Just every single game I see him, he catches a touchdown. Either a deep go route or one of those deep cro- you know, crossing routes in the end zone where no one can ever cover. Uh, I, you know, I, you guys are spoiled. You have Lockett, who's just the ultimate teammate, tough guy. And you got DK, the ultimate skill, freakazoid. Just, he's kind of like the modern day Terrell Owens. Now, I'm not... Terrell became a pretty big pain in the ass. I don't think DK's that level, but T.O. was more dominant than DK. Now, T.O. didn't have good hands either. When you can run a 4-2 and you can faster than everyone on the field, you can have questionable hands. You know, two guys with questionable hands that were, you know, T.O. had a better career than this other guy, but Vernon Davis didn't have great hands either. When you're that fast and that explosive, you can body catch. (laughs) In DK's hands, I would say, you know, if like Devontae Adams or Tyler Lockett or like a 10, you know, DK's probably like a 6, 7. But he's so talented that it, it doesn't always matter. I don't think you can trade him, though, would be my rebuttal there. Bonus question. Do you think the Giants should go for Kenny Pickett in the draft if they can trade up for a solid quarterback? Uh, I think you'd have to think about it. The way I've heard Kenny Pickett described... You know, it was like Cousins, Mac Jones. I've I've watched him play one game. I, I saw some of that. He's like, you know, Mac Mac is obviously much more athletic than Kirk Cousins, but I think he's kind of in that vein. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, that's just kind of, you know, he's not slinging it like Rodgers or Mahomes or Josh Allen. So the way I look at building teams, and I, I worked in Philly, and honestly, for a California guy, it was very, very healthy for me to go to games in Philadelphia at MetLife Stadium, to feel those stadiums in December. There's a reason Eli had success. Eli had a big arm. There's a reason Donovan McNabb had success in Philadelphia. There's a reason Tom Brady had success in New England. There's a reason Roethlisberger had success. You need a big arm. I don't like a weak arm quarterback in the Northeast. I I, I just don't. So I I would say, I don't know, man. That wouldn't be my first choice. I would look more at the guy at Liberty. Malik Willis, I think his name is. He's a major project, but he physically has the gifts. Now, in a perfect world, 10 years ago, you draft that guy in the second round. You know, we live in different times. Quarterback inflation, you got to overpay. Discovered you through Colin, blah, blah, blah. Appreciate it. Can't remember off the top of my head. If you do mailbags Thursday night football, I do, I do the mailbag on, uh, for Tuesdays and Fridays. 
Do you think Herbert might be throwing the ball too hard tonight? How many damn balls have gone off guys' hands and gone flying into the air afterward? This is in reaction to the... Uh, what night would that have been? Was that Thursday night? What day are we on? Monday? Yeah, it was last Thursday. I th- I don't think he throws it too hard, but I do think there are a couple throws that... And if you remember, if you're, if you're my age or older, some Favre plays in the 90s, he used to shatter guys' fingers. If Herbert can learn... Like, obviously, in like a 20-plus yard throw, you just got to throw it as hard as you can, like your natural motion. But if a guy is within 10 yards, because Keenan Allen, I've always believed, has really good hands, really good ball skills. Like, Keenan Allen is a possession wide receiver, right? He's not a deep threat. And balls go through Keenan Allen's hands. Uh, The play that the guy got knocked out, I mean, he threw it so hard. He's throwing it so hard. I, I, But it's not... It's accurate. I can't even imagine. When I was at Fresno State and Derek, Carr, we signed Derek Carr, we used to run drills in practice. And sometimes, like if I was off to the side, our offensive coordinator would be like, hey, jump in there and catch these balls. Like I would stand at the pylon. They would stand at like the far hash or like the 10-yard line. And it's and Derek had the best arm on our team, but our starting quarterback who didn't have a good of arm. When you look at a guy on your couch and you go, this guy has an average arm. Let's use like Alex Smith or Jimmy Garoppolo. If they just threw you a 20-yard pass, it would hurt your hands. If you're a decent athlete and you can catch. Like, I, I, can't, I can't catch an average NFL player's or college player's ball without gloves. Let alone the hot... Like, I don't think you quite realize, and the only reason I do is because I've caught these balls that I can't even imagine. Like, can you... I would love to ask a catcher what it's like to catch Araldus Chapman or to catch some of these bullpen guys throwing 100 miles an hour. Like, if you're off just a couple inches, is the thing going to bounce off your glove and hit you in the face or hit you in your cup, hit you in your ankle? Like, I, this, some of those balls Herbert was throwing. So, I don't need, what was your question? Does he need to throw it softer? Maybe. God damn, he throws it hard. Herbert is so fun to watch. Can you explain? Can you explain how Green Bay can't resign a lot of guys with the salary cap supposedly going to huge amounts? Keep it real. That's a good question. I, I'd have to look at their salary cap. You know, Rodgers takes up a large percentage. Devontae obviously will too. You know, Bakhtiari makes a lot of money. Uh, Aaron Jones makes a decent amount of money. Uh, that's a good question. I don't. I don't think they're that. When you sign a guy, like if they if they extend. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, you can push that over the life of the deal. So they're going to be fine. I think their problem historically has been, you know, if they're going to pay Aaron Rodgers $150 million and Devontae 80, 85, Devontae's going to get a lot. That's a lot of guaranteed money for a franchise that, while they're a massive brand, they don't have some owner that has like seven other businesses and worth $5 billion. So it is it is a little more complicated in their situation. I saw the USFL commercial on Sunday. I, I did too. I don't even know what that is. Now I'm wondering why the USFL and other past leagues have never had success in the spring. I just think they would sense the rest of the country loves football so much in the fall and early winter. Well, I know this. Football is the only real job I've ever had. Whether it was working in it, or it got me into radio because I could talk about it, and now I do this. But, like, one difference me and some people, like, when I worked in the NFL, I love the other sports. I love golf as much as football. And honestly, sometimes more. Like, I love a golf major as much as I do an NFL Sunday. Probably it equals, like, the NFL playoffs. Uh, I love the NCAA tournament. Like, I love other stuff. And I think a lot of sports fans that are huge football fans... Like, part of being a huge football fan, let's say you're a big Steeler fan. It's the Steelers. You watch the Steelers every Sunday. You watch the Cowboys. I was going to say the New York Giants, but you probably turn them off. The LA Rams. I don't know how many fans they have. The Niners. You know, whatever. It's not the same when you're watching some, even if you're not a big college football fan, but you love football, it's easy to watch Alabama LSU or watch Oregon play Ohio State. Like, it's, it's easy. It's, it is more difficult to watch when it's, you know, I, I'm just going to make up some team. The Dallas Spurs versus the LA Stars. And you're like, who are these guys? And, and you can name two or three players on the team. When, you know, there's 
NBA games, NCAA games, maybe baseball started. There's just other stuff to consume. Like I, I've tried to watch the AAF for the XFL. It just and again, I love football, but it doesn't do anything for me. And when I, when I worked in the NFL, I had to scout those leagues, and it kind of bored me. So I think part of it is just it's hard for the consumer to get really into it, just because you don't you don't have a connection. Part of it's easy to watch the NCAA tournament because you're like, oh, Duke's playing Gonzaga. Even if you don't know one player on either team, you just know the teams. Well, when you're watching the XFL or the USFL, you don't even know what the team... You're like, the what? It feels like you're watching a movie, like The Replacements. It's just harder to get into as a consumer. It really is. I mean, part of what makes football or any pro sports over, you know, historically a big deal, it's like... When the NBA was crushing it when I was in the 90s, it was like they had a lot of famous people. Jordan, but the coaches are famous. So when you're just watching like, who's this coach? What's going on? It's not going to keep your attention. And then, you know, if you got family, you can't just tell them you're watching football 365. You need to leave some open weekends to, uh, to the people in your life. Question for the mailbag. As a lifelong Patriot fan, I've got a weird feeling about the Colts game on Saturday because I feel like they don't match up great against the Colts team. Am I crazy or is it a week to take a game plan to win Saturday? Well, this was obviously before the game. You know, I think styles make fights and the Colts are very much like the Patriots, right? They can play really good defense and they can run the ball. And then you put them at home. They, I would say for the last 20 years, They've probably been a pretty good home team, right? Under Peyton, then under Luck, and then under Frank the last couple years. Just because it's that place rocks. It's a big deal. Anyone, if you're listening that's been there, that stadium is badass. Indy? I would say Indianapolis is got to be one of the sleeper places that I've been to in America. Like, you wouldn't meet someone if you're just in like Mexico or Hawaii or Miami, and you're just bullshitting. You're like, oh, you know, that's I've been to this uh, great place in Montana, right? Or I've been to this awesome place in Philadelphia. Most people don't be like, God, I love downtown Indianapolis. But I swear to God, having been to four or five combines, that place is sweet. I, I, I love the combine because Indy's a great place. And the, the ability to go from like hotel to hotel, it's all connected with the conventions, leading right to the stadium that Peyton built. Great little sports city. Everything's relatively cheap. I remember a couple years ago coming from the Bay Area, going there and going out the first night and getting beers for like 10 guys and handing the guy like 40 bucks and him giving me 10 back. I'm like, God, this is this is living. You guys are living out here in the Midwest. Now, as someone who's a little bit of, you know, it's where I'm at right now, it's like 40 degrees. It is freezing. But I've actually been getting into cold showers. Because I saw like this Navy SEAL guy. I mean, I've heard it forever. They're like cold showers are healthy for you. You do feel good when you, if you just, it just, sometimes you're not in the mood for a cold shower. And if you force yourself, it can, it can wake the body up. Question for the mailbag. Last question here. I'm a big fan of the pot. I'm a huge Jags fan and a, a rare one that isn't from Jacksonville. Also Sacramento Kings and the Pittsburgh Pirates. God, you got a weird list of teams. I've listened closely to your urban takes, and you have been spot on. The rumors are him and Balky are both gone after the season. Obviously, he's already been fired. The Jags, uh, the Jags have got to get the coach right in order to get the most out of Trevor. Most Jags fans want Byron Leftwich. I personally believe Doug Peterson should be the guy. He brings Super Bowl credentials, offensive schemes, and more importantly, he he would seem to get along with Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence seems to have a quiet confidence and is very coachable, like Nick Foles, while also having immense talent like Wentz. Do you think Peterson would be a good fit? If not, who do you like for the job? I think you have to interview Doug Peterson because I think Doug is the best of both worlds. He's had success being an OC and a head coach in the NFL at the same time. And he's just a normal guy. Like, Do you know what the Jags need? Just kind of a normal personality. Like, You don't need to force like culture, culture, culture. Sometimes culture just comes with a good guy. You know, they, they, it doesn't seem like they have like slapdick players, right? The players at this roster is not getting in trouble. It felt like Urban Meyer was the bad character guy. 
which is kind of weird. Usually, we always blame the players. It's like a family, right? We always blame the kids. Sometimes it's the parents. This one was urban. So I, that's why I would lean Doug, because he's just like a normal guy. And they're, they're kind of in desperation mode for just someone who can just steady the tide. Now, the I think Byron Leftwich is an excellent candidate, but you have a rookie quarterback who your entire franchise hinges on, and he's never been a head coach. Now, he's been around Arians. He's been around Brady. He's a quarterback himself, like Doug Peterson. I would say those two guys feel at the top of the list. I would I would lean Doug. I mean, again, I know him, but he's just experience. And I think sometimes we overlook experience. Like, that's a tough job for Byron Leftwich. You have this number one pick. The team's been just shitty. Division, you got Vrabel's got a good team. Obviously, the Colts are good. It's not easy. I mean, the Texans, what if they just flip some picks and all of a sudden they're a little more competitive? Who knows? Maybe they flip Watson and get like five ones and they got their own ones. Get weird fast. Uh, okay, we'll end on that one. Everyone have a great week. And uh, and yeah, we'll talk. Merry Christmas. I guess, I'll, like I said, I'll talk to you before Christmas. It's late. It's like 930. Just burning midnight oil, doing podcasts for the people. Uh, and I guess I just like to talk, so I just it's it's it comes easy. Adios. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.